0: And doing Who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Hitler, if you think we're on the run? Hello, and welcome to Don't Tell em, Pike, the Dad's <laughs> Army commentary podcast. Don't
1: like it Alpham, you know. Don't like it We're doomed.
0: We're doomed.
1: I, I, <laughs> me, Mr. Um, I need to, i need to go to the little boy's room uh, uh do you think that is wise <laughs> <laughs> you stupid boy <laughs>
0: <laughs> anymore no that'll do because we're going in for one of the greatest doctor who stories here on a hamster with a blunt pen tonight. Written by Mark Gatiss, <laughs> featuring some of Doctor Who's... Well, the Doctor Who enemy of enemies, at their
2: most devious... Not received fan wisdom.
0: Absolutely.
2: We're going uh, into... Yes, actually, yes, actually, it is.
0: Yeah, we're going into Brexit Doctor Who, where <laughs> the past of England is wiped clean and made safe and wonderful and everything was absolutely fantastic and there's no criticism no nuance to any kind of history what? yes today we are going to be discussing Doctor Who and the victory of the Daleks this was everyone's so... favorite World War II Doctor Who adventure this was so
2: I, am <laughs> I am your podcaster I am your podcaster
1: Would you like some tea?
0: (laughs) We are the new paradigm, Daleks, and we're just gonna stand in a
1: line. (laughs) Oh god. Okay. Anyway. I'm gonna be serious for a second, all right? Okay. Doctor Who has returned. Yeah. We've had end of times, great, you know, overindulgent, melodramatic mess of an episode that I just happen to love but a lot of people didn't right and so Doctor Who comes back the 11th hour Fraser Gregory there ready to hate it and by the end of the episode declaring that new Doctor Matt Smith is in fact his favorite Doctor Who of all time. Cy Hart I'm I'm just guessing now is absolutely delighted because it's his favorite ever regeneration story is it? Yeah, well, it's certainly one of them. Um, that and Castro Valva. Then we um, kick into and an exciting... I fell in love with Matt Smith too. And so I think the target novel was called An Exciting Adventure on Starship UK, featuring mm-hmm. the space well. And it's all fairy tale and lovely and exciting and amazing things that happen. And Doctor Who is better than ever. And then this fucking... And then they get oh, Mark Gaitis in. Oh my god. Talk about a fall from grace. This is, is pretty... one
2: opinion. Ah. Is one opinion of this story.
1: I mean, where did this come again in the Herald of Creation poll? 247 out of
2: 296.
1: Right. That's, that's pretty so... low,
2: isn't it? It is 50. And it's just another one where we're not going to come out of this saying, oh, this is a classic. This is one of the best episodes of Doctor Who ever. But this is another one where I've. We watched recently, um, again, we've talked about this off camera, but I was in a bit of a fettle last week. So I went to my comfort who of 11th hour, put that on. Um, Still didn't fancy going to bed, so I watched The Beast Below after that. Thoroughly enjoyed that. First time I watched that in donkey's years, and that was really enjoyable. So the next night I thought, well, let's just keep, I'll keep going. So stuck Victory of the Daleks on, fully expecting it to be... Um, a load of old bobbins um, but again, really enjoyed it really enjoyed um, what I was watching, so I thought this would be a really good one for us to discuss um, obviously I wasn't I expecting to be quite quite polarised between you guys um, hating it and me actually quite enjoying it, but if nothing else it gives us, for three of us, because I know me and Joe have talked about Matt Smith and <clears throat> um Wow, ah, it's another Doctor I haven't discussed. Yes, so it gives Sai the opportunity to come in and, and talk um, 11th Doctor and Amy. Uh, it gives us the opportunity to talk about Daleks, because we haven't done a Dalek story as well. Um, it rounds off our Mark this evening, because we've just finished recording Robot of Sherwood ahead of this. So it's another Mark this story for us to to discuss. And yeah, I just thought it would be really, really good to
1: kind of get with teeth into. So... Yeah, you guys don't like it. I do. I think I think it's a, a really good choice, actually, for us to talk about. And I think sometimes it is nice to talk about less well-received stories. Um, I had the reverse reaction to you, and that is I went into this... I mean, when I reviewed this for my blog, I gave it like a 7 out of 10. So I had an initial reaction to it that was, no, 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 no. It got a 7. Wait. Then I went back <laughs> and I rewrote that review a few years later, and I gave it a 4, I watched it again yesterday, and I wouldn't give it, I'd probably give it a three now. Like, I think this is pretty terrible. Um, yeah. What about you, si? Uh
0: It's a game of two halves, although one of the halves is only ten minutes. <laughs> and that's ten minutes of absolute brilliance. And I really like the opening. I think it's, uh, I really quite like the first first bit of this story, and then it just gets worse and worse and worse. So, but,
1: I... Yeah, oh, God, see, like, there's always one of us. There's eh? always one of us that bloody argues the point. I actually found the first ten minutes really annoying. I find okay. the depiction of Churchill especially troubling. Yeah, well, that is not in any
0: way well done at all. I mean, it's It's the myth of Churchill rather than the reality
1: of Churchill, isn't it i really love the bank holiday you know britain is wonderful during the second world war kind of vibe that's going on in this that just gets worse and worse as it goes along with funny strings coming in at the end and the british flag flying and it's just oh it's just such a it's such a skewered view of history it's yeah it's um it's Mark
0: is doing film World War II. It's the World War II film epics. It's doing A Matter of Life and Death, only not anywhere near as brilliant or moving or clever as that. It's doing all those all those films that were on Sunday afternoons in the 1970s and 80s that your grandparents and great-grandparents would watch and love, that they'd watched sort of during the war, it's all the um, the almost the British propaganda to keep the British end up, so to speak, that they're playing on here. It's all the images of the war room with the pushing the planes around on the maps and all of that. It's it's uh, it's the cliches. It's the and I think that's what Mark Gatiss is is bringing to the table. It's
1: war movie pastiche, but that doesn't. N- Again, it, that doesn't make it great. <laughs> this, this is it's, for a family audience, and this is educating kids in a, the wrong way. I think it's picture postcard history right. rather so than. So let's let's get into Churchill then, because mm. okay, we have got
2: sort of Ian McNeice doing Churchill as the, you know, as the opinion. uncle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and to be honest with you, you know, ten years ago, I think a lot of people would have shared that opinion of Churchill. I think it's only in recent years when um, we've had things like the Black Lives Movement, um, Black Lives Matters movement. And we've seen sort of Churchill's statue at Westminster being daubed with slogans and, and whatnot that people have actually started to readdress Churchill's character and his reputation. As it, well, I mean obviously correct us if I'm wrong here guys but this is how it feels to me is that it's only quite a recent thing to be now looking at Churchill and thinking well actually the man was was
1: flawed I think it's any serious historical document about Churchill he was a very troubling character he was a very hard man to work alongside he has am which, which not uncomfortable
2: opinions which I'm not denying, which I'm not denying, obviously, you know, there is more to Churchill than just what we see in this um, show, what we've seen in a lot of other um, perhaps more, you know, um, films and television shows shown for a a bigger, more adult audience, as it were. So, So, I suppose my question is, is Doctor Who the right place to be educating the country about the real Churchill.
0: I don't think they should touch. In that case, is Doctor Who the right place to be
2: featuring historical characters in general? Then, really, isn't it? <laughs> but how, how would you rather they portray Churchill in this
1: story? No, no, I'd rather they didn't touch Churchill at all. But given I, I, I that think we have they to touch Churchill in this, I certainly don't think they should touch Hitler in Let's Kill Hitler, and make him a comedy character that gets bunged in a cupboard. Like, yeah, I just think Moffat absolutely. and history, it just doesn't work at all. Yeah, I think it's it's notable that
2: it's only Stephen Moffat that goes anywhere Yeah, World War II. Um, the rest... Yes, you know, and it's... yeah, R.E.T. hasn't touched it, Chibnall hasn't touched it. The classic series, it was probably a little bit too close to... You know, it was only movie. Fenric was the only yeah. one set in World War II. Yeah, so... You know, down in mind, if we are having a story about, um, you know, Spitfires in space and, oh, you know, the, the British end of, of World War II, how would you want, you know, because he's in there, you can't escape it, how would you rather have
1: Churchill portrayed? Not as the Doctor's bestie who calls him in not, I don't want the doctor, like, chumming it up with a famous racist. That's just deeply uncomfortable, you know. And the fact that that's completely ignored and, you know, it's all keep buggering on and, you know, British patriotism and he's lovely to the women that are there. And that's just, that just wasn't Churchill at all. You may as well just have put in another army general and just said it's this nice, cuddly army general that isn't Churchill i don't know i just think it's i just think it is interestingly i was reading something from uh jack rayner the other day where she was writing about francis de nawai um, when she wrote uh, the marion conspiracy and she turned around and she said she found it very very difficult to write real historical characters because you would be prescribing them with motivations that they probably never had well that's done here and then some yeah, uh,
0: that's very true, isn't it? I mean, I think we're in propaganda. Churchill, how he was betrayed, um, p- portrayed mostly sort of through the newspapers in the war, and it's that perception. And all of I, that stuff wasn't covered up, but it wasn't widely known because he was the right person to get the country through the war at that time. It's, history is always a very difficult, and revisionist, and changing thing all the time. It, the perceptions of people, and places, and what and events change as more information becomes available, more readily available. And that's, it happens in Doctor Who. Uh, there's lots of characters in Doctor Who that have been portrayed in different ways that to how they would be portrayed now. So, this is just the latest one. I think more so, re- more responsibly is my answer. More, yeah, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's the story that. Um, Mark Gatiss wants to tell is that World War II, daring do the British are indomitable it's, and they're going to win whatever, isn't it? It's
1: it's all of that. And yeah, um, I said to you guys, like, do you remember just a couple of seasons back with Human Nature, which is what pre World War II is isn't it? Post yeah, yeah, just 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 pre World War One, isn't the it? The emphasis yeah. there is on war as hell. It's horrific. People are going, you know, English boys are going to be asked to do terrible things in the upcoming years now that is a responsible take on on do you think stephen moffat's take on world war ii in
0: the empty child and the doctor dances is similar to this
1: i think it's a bit more thoughtful than this Mm -hmm. and the detail is a little more authentic it's still a little bit you know the the clubs and the the blimps and you know it's still like the mouse
0: mouth. that stands up to the lion.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the worst is Let's Kill Hitler. That is just hideous.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. So, so but my, my point was, the first 10 minutes, I was already, like, irritated. And then those bubble bath Daleks turn up, and then I'm just fucking annoyed. <laughs> anyway. I we going to say that they, oh, they
0: are yeah. bubble bath Daleks? Because we both had them, Joe, didn't we? i got one right no, here. No. No, no, mm-hmm. you've
2: both still got them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, but look, look, I've got him next to our much superior Dalek, look.
2: Mm-hmm. No, he's, he's going to exterminate him. Total, total annihilation. <laughs> he's
1: smaller as well. Look. Uh, anyway, shall we go in? Shall we? Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> Even Fraser didn't say yes there. So so no, let's not. Let's do something
2: else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's do something nicer. <laughs> All right.
2: No, we're going in. We're going to say nice things about it. You guys can
1: disagree with us if you want, but I am going to champion the story. I have some nice things to say. I have two let's nice say things. Them. All right. I do have two genuine nice things to say. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay. Right then. Right. Are we ready to begin then?
0: Yes. Yes, After that contentious bit of history, (laughs) let's see what happens in this episode. I'm sure we've got lots to talk about. Okay, here we go. In five, four, three, two, one, go. And we're straight into the war room.
1: Was this really
0: filmed in the war rooms or is it a recreation? i think it was a, recreation.
2: a I don't, recreation i don't
0: think they would would use the museum i think i seem to remember in the doctor who confidential didn't yeah. mark Gatis go into the war rooms itself and
1: present from there yeah oh there he is look cuddly churchill oh
2: when i was growing up i used to get a comic every week from me grand um, I can't remember the exact title of the one I got, but I remember the one my brother got every week was called Victor. And it was full of, you know, cartoon strips about, um, you know, boys' own stuff. And there was a lot yeah. of sort of Second World War stuff in that. Um, and this, you know, very much reminds me of, of, of Victor more than anything else. I know you mentioned the um, sort of films like the Danbusters and whatnot, but this is more reminiscent of me of that um yeah it's very much it's a childhood version of the second world war not necessarily an, an accurate or um down and dirty one but it's a child's
1: I think I think this is taking version the, of it. The, the like the celebrity historical to its extreme of uh, stereotypes and cliches. And my, my preference is just like the Hartnell historicals and now the Chibnall historicals. I just think they're so much more interesting. Um, I think the,
2: the the interesting thing that Chibnall does is he's um, moved away from white men.
0: Yeah. Yes, you know, you're, and you're and from British or... history, yeah, yeah, in a
1: lot of ways, or or tangential British history, anyway. And I don't know if this is because he's got a female doctor, but he celebrates women of history so. Yeah, many. yeah, absolutely. Yes. Just uh, I can't so. remember his name. What was the woman's name in War of the Sontarans? Mary Seacole. Mary
0: Seacole, oh, isn't mm-hmm. she? Right.
2: If you really want to know learn about Mary Skickle though, you need to watch Horrible Histories. That's <laughs> true. With a bum medicine. Yeah. Anyhow. Sai, tell us about Matt Smith and Karen Gillen. What do you think of them?
0: Oh Matt, 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 he's my favorite doctor. What makes him your favourite? it's really hard to pin down why someone is your favorite isn't it? it i i wasn't expecting it i was but there was something mesmerizing about him right from the announcement confidential onwards and he's just whatever he's doing i find really fascinating the way he it's the way he moves eccentrically yeah the way he performs the lines essentially. Particularly in his early days in this season where he doesn't know whether he's a success. Very much like Tom Baker in in season 12 where he's not being written as the 11th Doctor as a series of weird moves and um, things. I think he doesn't get written for brilliantly later on because everyone knows what he can do here he's got to prove himself and so throughout this year he is really going for it in a really big way and he's seriously engaged and he's making his doctor different to to what's gone before and he's for a very young actor because he's what 26 here isn't he he is just he just is the doctor in a way that i hadn't seen the doctor for quite a long time i think at this point
2: yeah so there you yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> very much very much agree with that yeah
1: i actually you know what you know what i think of matt smith it's yes no great secret there. he's my least favorite doctor mm-hmm. however i would not disagree with a word of what you just said there I think later on they write for him terribly. And I think in season five, series five, whatever it's called, um, he's doing something really interesting and really complex with the role. And I think he's adorable. I think he's adorable throughout a lot of this season. like Episodes like The Lodger, I think he's as likable as The Doctor has ever been. However... Um, I would like to make a small caveat, and that is this episode. Uh, because I don't think Matt Smith can portray anger in any way convincingly. And he has to be angry throughout a lot of this episode. And I just don't buy it. I don't buy it when he picks up the ring. Really? Rem- oh,
0: I think he does it. anger really well. I think yeah. oh, particularly I, yeah. in yeah. The Beast Below, just before this...
1: That's even worse. He's, yeah, no no yeah. Really he's right to talk free. to
2: me today. Like, oh no, yeah, he's absolutely. And you're know, going to disagree with you, unsurprisingly. Um, I think the, the the one that shows him doing anger the best is probably the God Complex, where yeah, he is up he's, in really David Williams' character's face, and he is you know barely maintaining his composure and he's so still and quiet and but his face is liquid in this one i really like this because he's got to sell a different type of anger that is you know in the god complex it's the anger of the man who is trying to keep the group together and he can't be shown to be you know angry and you know outwardly he's got to really contain it for the benefit of everyone else in this one we're coming back to just the the frustration of no one believes him. You know he he knows the Daleks. We know the Daleks. He is desperate to make everyone else understand about the Daleks. To see now he's he's asking Amy to tell him about the Daleks, and this is you know where Ark stuff starts starts creeping in. You know she doesn't remember the Daleks, it's it's down to him, and that just pure frustration of. If no one believes in him again, ego. Is that because all of the
1: it doctor? has it all fallen through into Amy's crack? Is that what's happening? Yes, that's the idea. Yeah. So ever everyone's forgotten. Really, they don't ever really revisit that, so it's brought up here and never again. And you're just like, well, that's a bit weird. Yeah,
0: it, it's kind of it's, no, it's even just... thing of him wanting to everyone to forget that there's been alien invasions and everyone to
1: forget and the really? Doctor to be wiped out of history. I get, yeah. I get that you could you, the why he's doing it, and I get that he wants a clean slate, and that's great, and he should have a clean sh- slate for his show. But like, that, that's a really juicy idea that could be escalated and taken to another level. And yeah, it's just kind of just here is where it's used. Not it's well. it's woven throughout. It's
2: no no her life
1: is, but the idea that yeah, but no, it's 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 war-
2: the, This that's is the clever thing. Here this is the clever thing for me about series five is that the arc is woven throughout. It's not just a a word like bad wolf or torchwood or anything, or Mr. Saxon that is just dropped here and there. It's actually woven into the story. So in this story, we have this bit where, you know, Amy doesn't remember the Daleks because of the cracks in time. We'll go to Chris Tribnell's Salurians and Rory falls into a crack and they all forget about Rory, apart from the doctor. Amy's lost her mom and dad, not because she's an orphan, but because they've fallen into the crack in her wall. So it is very subtly
1: oh, you, i think You undersell Bad Wolf and Torchwood, actually. And I think they are used in far more clever ways than you're suggesting there in series one and two. <laughs> um Certainly in Tooth and Claw, when they set up Torchwood, that's a brilliant way of setting up that arc in that season.
2: It is, but then that's the arc, that's that bit done. Torchwood doesn't get mentioned in any meaningful way until the finale. Whereas with the crack in series five, it's woven throughout in Flesh and Stone, Time of the Angels. Yep. Which ones? Yeah, the, yeah, the second right. that, part. That's very that's clearly. That's where, where that's, where that's done. the best, I think. That's the conclusion of that story. And again, the next two parts are with the Silurians. It's an integral part of that story. It's why Rory's not in Vincent and the Doctor. You know, these this, the arc is more
1: Silurians. Is, it it feels tacked on. I think. I think it feels completely tacked on. That, that that whole thing with Rory not being there, nothing to do with the Silurian story at all. It's just bolted onto that Silurian. Story. But
2: it's important for the Pandorica opens. The well, fact yeah, that, that he comes back as a. But,
0: but it is just an addition to and Vincent art. and the Doctor. Yeah, as with well the ring. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I want say, to talk about. Uh, Oh, sorry. Go on. No, 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 no. Um, go on, because we can talk
1: about this in a moment. That's fine. <laughs> uh, well, I was just going to say um, this is my uh, least favourite period of Amy Pond. I think, where I just I just think she's nothing. She's so insubstantial. There's just nothing to her at all in this. And, and this is a gate's issue. He does write the companions very generically. Um, and I know it's deliberate because she's lost a part. And then Fraser, you were talking about this in the 11th hour that she had a lot of detail there that I wasn't seeing. Well, there's nothing particularly memorable about her in this episode. I don't think Karen Gillen is playing the episode anything other than sort of just smugly walking through scene to scene, looking very self-satisfied with herself. I just don't find her very compelling. I just don't think she's very interesting. I think I'll park
2: Amy Pond. Oh, for now. I you want to because... talk about
1: Daleks, don't you? For the only... I want
2: to talk about yeah, the, I want Daleks. To
0: talk about the Ironside Daleks. We'll talk about Amy Pond,
2: beautiful towards the end. But yeah, yes, Daleks. Now let's talk these Daleks, the Ironsides with it. the the Brexit Daleks, shall we call them? Because they've got the flag on and everything. Mm-hmm. I I think they're stunning. I think they look so great
0: in khaki green. They yeah. have they're. What you with call the them pouches. yes mm-hmm. yeah um, there's this is, episode is very interesting like interestingly directed at this point I think with the Daleks in the background being sneaky and watching everything it you know okay so we're we're very much in a reprise of power of the Daleks. Yes here aren't we this is power of the daleks done for the new generation with the daleks seeming to be nice because they're being devious i don't think it's quite as well written as power the daleks in think? any way shape or form but i am, i, am I really Smith like Hummer. the doctor losing it with yes. the daleks trying to get a reaction out of them
1: i just think he seems like a kid in a sweet shop who can't get his own way I think, no, you're wrong. That's, now, now, there's no right or wrong. <laughs> he's using a rubber spanner that you can see bounce off the Dalek, which is really funny. I,
2: I think this is electric. I think he's absolutely magnificent here. He is, we don't see the Doctor do this. We don't see the Doctor lose his temper and brave people with spanners. We don't see this level of emotion
1: I, I love from him. Look. I think his looking in Series Five is so good. He looks great there. Like he does he yes. looks like a child. <laughs> He's got dressed dressed up as a professor. He looks amazing. There's a, a he, bit a bit of he does guys. look really young in yeah. these very early episodes. Later on, they tailor him. They give him a tailored suit, and he looks very clean and it- he yeah. a lot He's, of his this head- is looks just thrown together.
2: Yeah. They do his hair as well? Don't them put yeah. product in his hair and
1: there's a scene, right, where the Doctor and Amy are walking along um, one of the bunker corridors and the camera swoops past a Dalek going past with a tray, yeah? And yes. it's a really nice piece of direction. I actually think it's probably the only nice piece of direction in this uh, incredibly unambitiously directed story. No, I, I think
0: there are nice bits in these early scenes, with the da- mm-hmm. uh, as I said, with the Daleks gliding behind scenes just out just in the background of the shot and they're watching and they're seeing what's happening. That that his arm oh, blowing off
1: there that's terrible. I'm sorry that looks really bad. <laughs> oh dear. And
0: I think this is about the point where the episode just falls apart now completely for well, me. The- I think we've <laughs> had the good stuff.
1: <laughs> when you go to that Dalek ship, where, what is that? that? That's a terrible location, isn't it?
0: Right. Like- it's it, it's a very drab set. Um, so this is the last year of Ed Thomas designing Doctor Who, and I'm not sure his heart's in this era. This era really belongs to Michael Pickwode, who joins with A Christmas Carol, and suddenly the design takes a a stellar leap up from this. This all seems very... I, this, this Dalek spaceship is just so... So fat. I think they've built it in in the the old paper mill or something like that so it's a big space but it's so sparse well, it is,
2: It's a factory isn't it yeah it's, it's can't
0: kind of dress
1: place. a factory up if you want to. you can't
0: you yeah know? i they've done dalek ships before this that are far more exciting and diff, different looking to this and I don't, I don't quite understand the logic of this this
2: piece of design yeah,
1: especially when you add those bubble bath daleks to it
2: We'll come to those in a minute. What I like about this, though, is that, you know, we know this story, don't we? We know know the Daleks are bad. Mm. No one else does in the story. We know it. The Doctor knows it. We, the audience, know it. As fans, we know exactly what story's being told, which is the Daleks are being sneaky. Mm -hmm. I am your soldier. You know, it's playing out the power of the Daleks. Your servant. Exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. And then... We expect that to be the story. And 10 minutes in, we've, we've had the reveal. That's that's a little bit clever for me because that's like, oh, well, now I don't know what's happening. As a fan, I don't know what's happening now. Something's going to happen,
1: but I don't know it what that clever. is. So, But then the episode's terrible after that. So is it really clever? Yes, because it's not terrible after. There's some really good bits coming
0: up. You say so, it is a a little bit of a rug pull, isn't it? But
2: that's a nice shot. The progenitor with the Daleks behind it, (laughs) but
0: it's it's
2: also static, isn't it?
1: Yeah, the
0: Daleks Daleks are just in a line, they're not moving, they're not in the early bits, they are moving around and they are gliding around. I do like the Jammy Dodger. Okay, I'll give him
1: the the Jammy Dodger Dodger. (laughs) because he has that terrible line in a minute. What does he say? Don't. Don't try it with me, sweetheart. Or something like, "Oh God, yeah. this is awful." And that's what this, his doctor is. It is. His this doctor is Doctor. Is like that. He's.
0: he's I don't like him. Kind of naive, and he is kind of awkward, and and things like that. And I
1: just think he sounds like Simon Cowell when he says "sweetheart."
2: It's it's just his doctor in a nutshell. I think called in Daleks hostage with a jammy dodger.
1: Asset. Not a sonic screwdriver, nothing can you imagine, else, a biscuit. Can you imagine a non-fan watching this episode and ever wanting to come back and watch Doctor Who again. I can't. They run away and droves. But they did, they
0: yeah. did, they kept coming.
1: This well, is a I really abs-
0: popular season. And Doctor was
1: really well liked. People are mad, don't they? People are a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let, let's face it, it, this episode, excuse me. David Tennant's doctor just rose in popularity throughout. That's true. Um,
2: this, this episode, though, it's got a purpose, hasn't it? It's not well, yeah, it's anyways, setting it's,
0: up it's... something that isn't ever resolved because no one liked it, and that's the
1: problem, but yeah. yeah, because it, yeah, because it of the fans. decision of the toy company. <laughs> But that's interesting, isn't it? Because this is this the reason I think the paradigm Daleks were never used again wasn't because they didn't want to do it, it, was because the the reaction against it was so violent that they were like, okay, we need to bring back those rusty Davis Daleks. Oh yes, are. because you look at these Daleks and they're Daleks. Ah.
0: They're a beautiful redesign of the iconic Dalek shape. It's taken them. Taken what was established and just beefed them up a little bit, and they look like Daleks. But the paradigm Daleks
1: <coughs> they
0: ruin everything
1: that is a Dalek. Then, if it being all like sharp lines, it's all sort of curved and f- fat. Yeah, and it, yeah, I don't want to fat shame them, but <laughs> they're only Daleks, <laughs> <come> on.
0: <coughs> but it doesn't work. Because the Daleks should be short and squat, and these are bit be- they're too big. Uh, but also, I'm going to and- read.
2: You- I'm going to read from Twitter. I'm going to read okay. um, a tweet that I received um, when I went out and asked for opinions on this from Millie McKenzie. Um, mm-hmm. Hi, Marie, who says I don't know why people insist on body shaping, shaming them Daleks because they got booty.
1: <laughs> they got booty. Oh man, I they know. got booty they do they're also in really really weird primary colors and i, I think the daleks yeah i don't look think really that works gunmetal gray like tanks they should look like tanks people you know trapped inside a, a tank that's kind of the idea they look like teletubbies you know they're not even i think to... if they've just given them
0: a metallic paint rather than a I don't know. Um, I don't think the design would work. Are they? Even, are you no. they're too tall as well? They're just too. They big. are definitely too tall. They always look, look to me like soap dispensers that you want to just push
1: them down, the top down, and then bounce back up. <laughs> and in <laughs> fact, they even get the one thing wrong that always, generally, that you they always get right with the di- and that's the voice. I think the voice sounds really bad as well. It's kind of like they've all got a terrible sore throat you know here they come no can i ask you guys a question yeah Mm -hmm. well so can someone please explain to me so the daleks go to world war ii to attract the doctor to convince him to say i'm the doctor so they can take the doctor to the spaceship and he can say well those daleks over there they're daleks even though they're like hybrid daleks
2: right yes so the last time i saw the the last time we saw the daleks um was when they had been recreated from davros
1: that's
2: right yes so they are not dalek enough to be classed as daleks that's the idea is that they're not genetically pure enough because they are sort of reconstructed from davros and he's not a dalek he's davros so they're not dalek enough
1: they so look this... like daleks they sound like daleks like these paradigm Daleks must be bloody stupid if they need the doctor to say well that's a dalek all right no no they're not they're
2: not this is the point this is the point with the daleks that they are not racially pure enough to be daleks it's like they're not white enough for the white supremacists that
1: the premise that holds weight because i think that is flabby as hell
2: it comes back to like remember to the Daleks when yeah, they fight each done other. It's so much better in remembrance though, isn't it? It's this, it's the, again, we're coming back it's, to, we've got 45 minutes. Hang on a minute. That premise is done in remembrance.
1: What? Yeah, the it's there, in. So the
0: doctor cannot no. identify the Daleks? No, no, no. But the racial purity of the Daleks is done in remembrance. Well, it's done in revelation. And which Daleks are the most, which Blobby. Daleks are the most Dalek? not pure in their blobbiness
2: exactly so these daleks are not pure enough in their <laughs> blobbiness for this bit of kit to say this is a dalek so it needs the backup it needs it's like when you um have to reset your password on your email you know it's not just good enough to say this is my email and uh, you know you've got to provide other bits of information so, so the part of that is
1: uh, what the security well, yeah yes, pretty much
2: basically yeah oh, pretty so much crazy. the That's
1: really terrible, That's a terrible it's idea. crazy
2: it's, in. it's... If this man, who is our absolute mortal enemy, says they are Daleks, then yeah, that's good enough for me, really. Um, so that, well, that kind of works for me, that works for me. Sorry, but um, one, one thing I did want to say about the Paradigm Daleks is you're both saying that they're a rubbish design, but you've both got them. I'm in yeah,
1: only insisting on buying them for me, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm throwing I
2: them away, because though. Because
1: someone you. bought me the. <laughs> well, once someone it, sits bought in it your for bathroom, me, and I did
2: it so I kept do it do in you? You? my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fine, I, I hate it
2: start. so much, I've kept it.
1: If you need proof, I'll throw it out tonight. I'm going to put that in the bin tonight. You
2: see it... that, but... I will. Well, no, you're not.
1: I will. <laughs> they just look so plasticky. I know. Honestly, look at the size of their gun sticks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they do, don't you they? like the I stone can... Dalek. Yes.
0: I think that looks better. And I do think they look a bit better in Asylum of the Daleks when... They're painted with metallic paint. The metallic red paint looks
1: better than any of these ones. But you know, this one... But only is, slightly. No one can see it, but I'm sh- I'm holding up the, the Dalek the, that was made out of spare parts. In yeah. Re- re- resolution? Resolution. Resolution, yeah. I think that is a way better redesign. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, because you clearly can't put a person in that. So it's different in that respect. It just looks like a tank. It blasts a crap out of a load of soldiers. Um, yeah, and these Daleks amazed.
0: were too heavy for the operators to move them easily as well. Now,
1: which I'm didn't help. It. So, and I know you're going to agree with me, and this will lose us fans, or at least people that want to listen. Okay, to but Chris Chibnall writes the Daleks a million times better than Stephen Moffat. Absolutely, I think he, yeah,
0: he just understands. The Daleks and their deviousness, and he can write them beautifully, and he's done really interesting things with the Daleks. I mean, you look at the Stephen Moffat era Dalek story. So, what have you got? You've got this one, you've got Asylum of the Daleks, which is pretty poor. What's that Parliament all about? We never see or
1: Daleks.
0: Daleks have had parliaments They have a Supreme Dalek who talks more than all the Emperor, and then you've got into the Dalek, which is interesting.
1: It has some great Dalek action in it, I think.
0: Yeah. They're beautifully
2: shot.
1: But, Hmm. is that the last one?
2: No. Pretty much, isn't it? The Magician's Apprentice and the Witch's Oh Oh, God, oh, Jesus Christ. That's
1: when Dalek shit comes (laughs) up and revolts, isn't it? The Dalek Mm -hmm. series.
2: So, already then we've agreed that this is not the worst Dalek story. Even in the Stephen Moffat era. There <laughs> yes,
1: okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think this is one a, thing I will uh, see about these, the magician's these... apprentice and the witch.
2: <clears throat> one thing I will see about the, the paradigm Daleks is the kids love them.
1: Mm, yeah, but kids love Jar Jar Binks. I don't mean he. <laughs> everyone. You well know,
2: uh, that people love them. Sorry. So let's see, let's see who else I've got on Twitter who. Loves the oh, Paradigm Daleks that, again.
1: We've just been slacking him off and now we're going to have to like dismiss yeah. opinions.
2: Millie McKenzie says um, the gorgeous bright coloured Daleks are beautiful.
1: Millie, I love With, you, uh, but I think you're wrong.
2: Um, Brendan, Brendan Jones. Hi, Brendan. Um, says he loves That's the Paradigm Daleks. <laughs>
1: Brendan, I want to bite your bum, but I think you're wrong.
2: <laughs> so there is love out there for these these Daleks.
1: um Looking at it cynically, yeah, this was a marketing exercise. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This yeah. is a reboot. You but know, we've Doctor said... Who creatively should not be putting in a monster specifically as a marketing tool. It should... This it's it's a reboot.
2: It's you know we've said you said at the start, Joe, that series five was a reboot for Doctor Who. It's a new Doctor. It's new Daleks.
1: So why did they, they...
2: with these Daleks then? because fans spoiled if it were
1: yeah well then why did yeah. moffat listen because he's because he's an idiot no. Terrorist yeah, much... said, i'm not making it for the fans robert holmes would have said well fuck the war Games. i'm gonna write the two doctors um, the problem the problem with stephen moffat and daleks is he just they're not interested
2: he no i don't think he's interested in the daleks it's not so much that he just doesn't I'm... find them interesting. He's always looking no. for something new for them to do. And this, you know, was talking about Moffat. This is this is a Gaters story, but it's in the Moffat year, and he's no doubt had a hand. He's probably went off and said, "Here's yeah, your shop on this, Mark. You know, you need to um, give us a story where we we'll reboot the Daleks. You know, there's no Daleks in series series six. When they come back, they come back into the asylum." in seven where again he's trying to do things with them like introducing the parliament he brings them back in into the dalek and he's again going inside the dalek to try and make them interesting the worst is obviously the magician's apprentice where he's tr- he tries so hard to make them interested and he literally has to drown them in shit but i think that <laughs> that's great <laughs>
0: um, but i think of I course think- he does some, he does
1: pretty good in the day of the doctor Mm, yeah. I don't know. The Daleks are not interesting in the Day of the Dox, and They are just stock villains that are attacking Gallifrey. There's nothing particularly substantial about them. Um, but like, that's the point though, isn't its is I think Rusty Davis had a through line with the Daleks. He, had, he actually had a running storyline going on with the cult Yes, star. I think yeah. um, Chippers does the same thing. Moffat is like, oh, I'm going to try this. No, no, that didn't work. Okay, I'm going to try that. No, that didn't work. Okay, I'm going to try that. Well, that didn't work. And you get to the end of his era and you're like, well, what are you trying to do? Make them interesting,
2: literally. Fire. Yeah, because they're interesting enough if you need to just write a story about the Daleks without trying to give us some new Dalek facts, like Daleks can't say mercy or anything like that nonsense. Oh, that was just shit, wasn't it? It was. He just needs to tell a story with Daleks in and, and crack on with it. Do you know what? And that's <laughs> why Into the Dalek works, I think, because
0: that's a small Dalek task force and an interesting story that's uh-huh. getting into the into the minutiae of the relationship between the doctor and the Daleks
1: no you think they ruined that then though when he came back in twice upon a time and I was just like well what's this little coda about like... well, well that's that... twice upon a time I did love that most bit of that into the Dalek where the Dalek's like <laughs> I'll be back and he literally turns his eye stalk back to the doctor twice and we're like okay he's definitely going to be back that's a hell of an exit you know like hmm. letting you know he's going to be back oh god here we go okay spitfires in space yeah the
0: time frame of this story is all over the place because they seem to build space spitfires in 10 minutes while the doctor's up yeah. in space but also uh,
1: how does old oh, danny boy not literally it how is he not scarred psychologically for the rest of his life after you know going up into space and taking on a spaceship
2: he's made of stern stuff but it's the the spitfires themselves are, are kind of you've got to assume that bracewell has been working on the gravity bubbles and the spitfires at the same time as he's been working on the daleks He's not going to be like, right, Project I inside first. I've got all these great ideas, but I'm not going to do anything with them other than write them down. You've got to think there's probably... Well, if
1: he's working few, on all these ingenious... A few imp- fingers in a few pies. Just winning the war. That's a massive advantage they've got over the Germans. This guy that can create bloody spaceships and Daleks. They are winning.
2: They are winning. With the, the prototype stage, as soon as he rolls them out, then war's over in
1: half an hour. Oh my god! You remember? I was going to say something nice. The music in this yeah. is really good. It's like, it's really exciting. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Out of the car park.
0: Harry Gold forms. was on a bit of a creative, creative role for Series Five. I think he came came back reinvigorated yeah. after the really, really quite dreary music for the end of the David Tennant era. I, I like his work in series four i think in the special
1: yeah the specials he's he's coasting but he literally Fraser and i were singing in 11th hour the yeah
2: parkham yeah, are we park good because we need to get amy pond out the car park now because this is amy's moment this is, this is where, where we need to this
0: is, is where we need bit. to pause because we haven't got much time left
1: I know, we've got seven minutes, don't worry. Oh God,
0: sorry, now you've got to edit that. <laughs> Damn uh, no, no, no,
1: we'll just keep going, don't worry.
0: Okay. So All right is then, Amy. Fraser, go
2: on. So Amy saves the day.
1: Yeah. It's so the so there's a moment where we need, you know, a romantic, emotional moment. Let's give it to the woman. All right. Stop being so cynical. I won't. I just think this is terribly written, and I will say it's terribly written. I just don't think this is very good. The doctor can't save the oh, day.
0: Dorabella.
1: Oh, Amy right. has to save the day. Amy has that human
2: connection with Bracewell, the human, that stops the bomb exploding. So <clears throat> when you say Amy doesn't have anything to do in this story, Amy
1: saves the day for the second week. Running, Amy saved the day in Beast Below. It worked a lot better in the Beast Below, where she just showed a lot of empathy. Um, in that situation, is just a better writer. Then
2: exactly the same here, just showing the understanding that you know what the doctor is saying to, to Bracewell isn't the right thing. He, she needs that emotional hook with him. So she starts talking about Dorabella, the person that he I like his reaction to that.
1: That's really funny.
2: It's a lovely name, it's a beautiful name.
1: I don't I, know. It's
2: what it, what do you think of Amy?
0: I, l- I like Amy. I didn't like her much at the time, but I like her a lot more in hindsight than I did at this point, I think, in the series when it was being broadcast. Um, I think Karen Gillan gets better and better as
1: she goes along. I think she's not quite there here. She's a great actress, don't get me wrong. She's yeah. a really good actress. Um, But I think they really had to do terrible things to her character in order... For me to empathise with her in any great way, they had to murder, Thank you, murder awful, horrible. awful, they had to murder goodness. her child in a horrible way. They had to have her murdered in the TARDIS in order for me to actually feel anything for her. And you know, it, it was yeah. Well, I've been there. I'm not even going to go there again. Ah, oh. you know,
0: she she is the human here. She is.
2: The one who saves it? I don't know. It's it's fine. But she's in a room full of humans. You know, any other one but of those. She's, yeah. You know, Churchill could have stepped up and given him a big, you know, be a man speech. But
1: no, it's, it's Amy that has to come in and, I mean, and if save I'm... the day. Truly cynical. I say she's in a room of caricatures, but that she's a caricature of a Doctor Who companion in this, so it don't really matter. She fits in perfectly. <laughs> sorry, for example. I'm sorry, don't be pissed off. Why should I said, I'll be honest?
2: It's not my fault that you're wrong. She <laughs> is you're all wrong. She is the complete opposite from every companion we've had in the Russell T. Davis era. She is our own person who stands on her own feet and is not in any way beholden to the character of the Doctor, unlike the three that were had before. Are you
1: kidding me? You think... Donna? No, no, she's completely beholden to the, the doctor, doctor as her imaginary friend. She's bloody obsessed with him. She's trying to fuck him in a couple of episodes. As does Martha for a whole series. That's true. But that's David Tennant, and I wouldn't. <laughs> Sorry. What's occurring now? i am completely lost the plot, as we've been arguing. Oh, God, here we go. Swelling music, flag in the air. The British are stalwart and pure, and the Germans are all evil and horrible. Oh, what a lovely message for the kids! <laughs> I'm so sorry, yeah,
0: it's just that pastiche. It really is. It's,
2: <sighs> it's, it's Mark Itters writing in tropes again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, this is his his version, just like Robot Show, this is his version of Robin Hood. This is his version of. Do you of think World this is well
1: written, Fraser? Like, genuinely, do you think this is well written? Um, yeah,
2: I think. Wow. In terms of, <laughs> you know, the, the 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 scenes where we have the Doctor, um, you know, losing his shit with the Daleks. In terms of the scenes where we have the Doctor confronting the Daleks on the Dalek ship, the scene where we have um, uh, Amy saving the day, and you know stopping Bracewell from exploding. The scene that we'll get in a little bit where Bracewell's you know, just too daft to realise that he's not getting deactivated and that sort of thing. Basically, everything with the doctor in works really well. The plot itself is a little bit bobbins.
1: In this is your as... new catchphrase. get you 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 yourself a word. new catchphrase. And it's a cute <laughs> way of saying shit as well. You know, it's you know,
2: <laughs> it's, it's insubstantial, but there are more insubstantial plots out there you than can't this keep one.
1: saying that though you can't keep saying like just because this is insubstantial because in some shit yeah. episodes <laughs> like that's not an argument of course I can
2: of course I can so so yeah I think you know again it's not like a classic is it it's not gonna be you know up any Hugo's or anything but oh, again it? it's 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 clearly got the job to do the job is not to you know, tell the story of Winston Churchill and how horrible or how nice a man he was, or you know, tell the story of of how we managed to get Spitfires into space. It's to tell the story of how we get new Daleks, how the Daleks come from where we've left them with the RTD era, where you know Donna fell out of tardis into some handy placed buttons and blew them all up, to where we now get a new series of new Daleks. That's the point of this. That's the purpose of this story, which I would buy but we don't we don't we don't get that that's the problem if in series six the paradigm daleks came back and did what the paradigm daleks should have done which was have all different ranks and roles and you know leader strategist scientist all the rest of it then it would work fantastic but it doesn't
1: i mean they're bloody awful but i'd have more respect for him if he had the courage of his convictions and just gone with it and said you know what well let's just go with it you know
2: Right, anyhow, enough argument about Paradigm Daleks. One thing we need to talk about is Bill Patterson, because he is actually really, really good in this. He's a great actor. He's
0: yep. always someone I've really liked. He makes me smile when he turns up in things. Do
1: you remember Sea of Souls? when he Yeah, had TV? or hmm. Sea of Shit, as we used to call it here. <laughs> I don't remember much about it. I remember he had that Rani from Big Finish, Siobhan... What's her face? Yeah. She was like a Twins or something. But he mm-hmm. was he was very good in it, I think. Yeah. The trouble is, is the character's really shit. So, <laughs> unfortunately, the writing... No, no, I'm sorry! He's not a good character, right? He's a, someone who thinks he's invented the Daleks, who the Daleks have invented, who has his arm blown off, who loves a yeah. woman down the post office called Dora Bella, who's going to blow yeah. up the world. I mean, I'm not sure how you're supposed to play that, but he's he's game, I'll tell you. <laughs> he's keeping it a go. Just this yeah. way, you
0: he's very likable. Yeah, he's lovable. He's, mm-hmm. he's yeah.
1: See that scene there where they go, Oh, you know, you know, you know, we'll be back to disassemble you, all right. And he's like, oh, All right, well, I'll stay here. And so I was like, Oh, that's really lovely. And then that scene goes on and on and fucking on forever. And I'm like, Oh, all right, oh, Jesus, you laboured the joke now. <laughs> This is nice, though, when they tireless materialises in the cracks on the wall. See, yeah, I like yeah. that. That's subtle, you know?
2: Well, see, I, I preferred it just being...
1: Well, it's, well, it's I... because it is it is basically bad wolf, but it's just, like, it's a visual rather than a word.
2: It felt more rewarding for my participation, but if that, that makes I just, sense. I've got a question. You know, it... If... Go on, then.
1: Well, I don't really quite understand the end of the season. So... The TARDIS blew up, right? Yes. Right. And which created the cracks in all the universe. Yeah. But the TARDIS didn't blow up because it still exists afterwards. So what happened?
2: He turned it off and on again. What? The universe. The universe. How? With the Pandoraga. Yeah. It's all there. What a load of old t- Honestly, You've, God.
1: You he flipped the Pandoraga
2: he... into the sun and used the power of the sun to... Turn the
1: universe off and on again. And why were the cracks in the universe? And the hardest didn't blow up. It's a new universe. Are you kidding me? Everything from series six onwards is a different universe to one before all that. Yeah, it's yeah. the universe 2.1. Well, yeah, no yeah. the two point one. Well, no wonder the been one point two, we've ducked it's out of the decent stories universe. He it turned
2: it, turned the universe off and on again, and restored from the backup
1: version. Is that why series six is so bad? <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry um okay well thank you for explaining all that because i didn't know any of that at all so it's all um, there well, oh. i'm so sorry I, I, these <laughs> labyrinthine moffat plots they they lose me um well, oh it finished <laughs> <laughs> while well, you were explaining the entire plot of hmm. series Five. Oh my god look what's starting Time of Angel? Now that's a really good That's episode, a great story, that is. That's the best Angel
0: story, that is. Ooh, mm, oh, I don't know. Village
1: of the Angel? Yeah. That's Blink. That's that fella from the streets. It is. Going around in a circle with the hallucinogenic... Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this opening is so good. with beautiful. fucked out in space. Stop watching the next episode. I'm so sorry. It's so much better than what we just watched. <laughs> stop it um okay okay fellas well um look okay it's mean, gonna be hard for me but uh if you could and i want two reasons a piece as to why victory of the daleks is a meteoric success in series five
2: i'm i'm gonna read from t- first values of deciding because like I said, i went out and asked people's opinions and i think it's only mm-hmm. fair that i actually read them out so you know, um, you said positive I- ones so far I'll read the lot out, because most Great. of them are actually positive for this one. Um, People are crazy, uh, that's why, honestly. <laughs> the hand fam's gone mad. So, Andy Parkinson again, um, I love the camo Daleks, the I am your soldier, line throwback to power of the Daleks, I am your servant. The acting all round is good, especially Bill Patterson. However, it feels a little rushed and could have benefited from two episodes.
1: Oh, God. Andy, we love you. <laughs> we don't want two <laughs> episodes of this nonsense.
2: I can see where he's coming from because, you know, what I said that that rug pull really worked for me. Then presumably a lot of people want that that first ten minutes that you really love sight to be longer. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, personally, I think you know would would know the Daleks would know what the Crackers dragging that out isn't really gonna add anything to
1: this story other than. Dragging it out. Actually, mm-hmm. if the whole thing was set on Earth and it was all one big, great big plot with these couple of Daleks, you know, pretending to be... That would be more... In, oh, no, that would literally would just be Power of the Daleks, head, wouldn't it? Yeah, okay.
2: Um, Jason Miller?
1: Uh, um, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Well, I can't wait to hear what he's got to say about this because I'll tell you what, he's the one that said that Adric was underrated. So off you go. Go on.
2: One of my favourite Matt Smiths? I fought to get to do this on the hamster on this one for many years. Sorry, Jason. Oh Jason. Um, But I don't think you could have saved
0: us.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Don't think the world was ready for a love fest to my level. And yes, I'm as non-British as you can get. Because I did ask specifically, I asked for Millie and Jason and Ross Aiken and Brendan's opinions because they are not British. You know, we as British, we have this Mm. cosy view of second world world that we have been brought up with obviously you guys have right. i don't kind of reeled against it at the start but for me that, that victor comic version of so i did mm-hmm. want um you know sort of our international friends to give really give their opinion
1: it's one of his favorites this is one of his favorite matt smiths one of my favorite matt smiths yes oh god jason honestly have we got to have words <laughs> about matt smith obviously oh you um, will you will <laughs>
2: James H. Um, at fitgeek underscore UK. Illogical, incomprehensible, ill-conceived and cliche.
1: Oh, Ali's
2: called Fit Geek. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> wrong at all there. <laughs> and then the new Daleks arrive.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: I mean, so, yeah, from the Fit Geek. Not a mm-hmm. fan there. I've got Cyber Dan. Um, with a little time, I came to love the NDP new Daleks. Dalek Paradigm. I had a knee-jerk reaction to them because the magazine covers didn't do them justice, and the choreo set in Lightning didn't either, but subsequent occurrences, they look dope. This story itself is great. Smiley face is the right answer.
1: I love the fact that he loves it, you know. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, Dave Rennie, uh, while I don't like Sherwood, I do like this, and I don't know why it's given flack. Shrugging emoji. Love the Ironside Daleks, the music that Bank Holiday feel got us alludes to when he was interviewed about it. It's certainly not as bad as it's perceived to be. Um, no (laughs)
1: comment. Ty, you're being very quiet as these tweets are being read out. I've noticed I'm just listening to people's opinions. (laughs) Uh, I can
2: see your face, remember? All right, (laughs) (laughs) friend of the podcast, Ross Aiken. Um, I love the cast but the story never has completely had me I normally love Mark Gatiss episodes so
1: I might have to get of him that. on for a Mark Gatiss episode you know if he like maybe he could do sleep no more um Millie's full tweet was I love it it's fun
2: Winston is delightful Amy and Matt are great the inside Daleks are really cute and crafty the little buggers mm. and the gorgeous bright colored Daleks are beautiful heart eye emoji
1: I love seeing stuff set you in World War II. I just lapped that year up for some reason. Did she create any fabulous toys in the Paradigm Daleks? You know, the polymer clay one. That's a I good question. She, she has she's done, done, done lots of Daleks. Too. I don't think she's yeah. done a Paradigm one. What she has done
2: is the special weapons one, which is... I know that she had, was, that it, was gorgeous. I know it took a lot of effort from her, but it spins mm-hmm.
1: and everything. Can, can you do this again next time? I'm loving all this all this information from all the ham fab. It's fabulous. It's great, great, isn't it? Um
2: coming back to Brendan Jones. Um, I hope the 65-minute version surfaces one day. The jump from blueprints blue to space spitfires is awkward. Yeah. I love the paradigm Daleks here for their giant bustles. Um oh, well acted all <laughs> <laughs> it's their booty um Mm. well acted all around in spite of production problems a shame its development of the daleks is a dead end and i would i would really agree with that i think i would i would love to have seen maybe it's not even the design you know if you can if they wanted to turn the design down but just that idea of the scientist Dalek. yeah
1: it's got got that was it's got
0: yeah the only way it was followed up was at the doctor who experience where you went into the big 3d show and had to walk Uh, through the dalek ship and there was the war between the two Dalek factions, the new Dalek paradigm and the old bronze Daleks. Ooh. And there was lots of excitement. And
1: what was the mysterious yeah. one that had a name that didn't mean anything? The Eternal. Yeah. What was that all yeah. about? Well, we don't. Well, we know never got because we done. never
2: saw him, did we? Because <laughs> fans.
1: I'm gonna could you could have had a, a little... wonderful episode, right? Set, uh, uh, set um, I don't know, the Doctor and one the Scientist Dalek you know, working together on a problem. Yeah. That would have been yeah. awesome. Exactly. But not with those massive bubble butts, so. I don't know why people
2: insist on body shaming them Daleks because <gasps> they got booty.
1: But, <laughs> you know, I've got a bubble butt as well, all right? So it's just I'm shaming myself.
2: <laughs> um, Brendan's reply to that was, I don't know why you saw the need to put the image of twerking Daleks in my head, but here we are. Oh. That's very
1: Brendan. Okay, did we so, even think, did we think up reasons? I can't even remember now. No, no, we haven't. No, okay, that, that was to give start... us thinking time. Fraser, that you're was at my the top. Distraction to give you thinking time. So, off you go, Fraser. You're at the top.
2: <clears throat> top of this then is going to be Matt Smith and his electric performance as the Doctor, losing his shit and going off on the Daleks and the situation that he's in and throwing spanners around and just
1: oh, it's yeah, just mix the. Me hair stand on end. That scene. Uh, I like the bit where the camera swings past the Dalek in the corridor. I mentioned it in the episode. Look, It's slim pickings, but I'm finding it where I can. Sorry.
0: Um, the Ironside Daleks just look amazing. I think that's... They're,
2: they're just brilliant. I love them. Um, I'll pick the new Paradigm Daleks then, because they are bold, beautiful, colourful, Um. It's an expansion of, of the Dalek design, you know, just, you know, made mean, a bit bigger. And you guys love them because you've still got them in your house.
1: Uh, I'm going to say Morrigold's score, which I think is, like Sai so said, particularly good this season, um, uh, especially the sequence where Bracewell is going to explode. And the music actually sounds like a clock ticking down but in a very melodic way. It's really, really nice. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to say.
0: I think the scenes in the war room, particularly with the Daleks creeping around in the background, are really beautifully directed. I don't think the whole episode is beautifully directed, particularly on the Dalek ship. It's very static. There's not a lot of movement. But those early scenes feel very claustrophobic, and the feel of being in a bunker in a war condition and the Daleks being creepy and watching everything all the time. And like you said, Joe, the scene of them in the background gliding along is really beautifully done. I think there are some very good directorial
2: touches to this episode.
1: We could have done with a bit more of that, couldn't we? Yes, I think we could.
2: May go again? So I'm going to pick Amy Pond. because amy saves the day and that scene is is really wonderful and it just shows how important amy is to this doctor that you know really shows he needs this this level of of companion with him so amy pond
1: No, that means we've got to do more oh good grief um oh i like the fact that they used the bit where the doctor's looking at the scanner screen as the dvd menu for series five there we go (laughs) Jamie Dodger. I love Yay! Dodger.
0: That's <laughs> annoying. That's annoying. We did well,
1: you know. Although I've got to say, I've got to be really honest, all of Fraser's ones, I'd say we're all cons. But, you
2: know, like we're all different. Right, my turn again. So I'm going to say Bill Patterson, <laughs> because he puts in a really good performance, is the Dalek android who doesn't know he's an android, but then he does, and then has to remember Dora Bella in the post office to save the world.
1: Oh, my turn again, then. Um, I like uh, the appearance of the crack behind the TARDIS as it takes off at the end.
0: Um, Right. Um, (laughs) Dalek Supreme phoning up the Doctor in the TARDIS like in Resurrection of the Daleks. (laughs) Those (laughs) scenes always make me
1: laugh. Hello. That'll do. (laughs) Am I through to the TARDIS? <laughs> Fraser, don't you dare do it anymore, right? Say, no. I,
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the wrong number. I will call back later.
1: Um, Fellas, what, where are we heading next? Oh, it's your choice
0: next, Joe. Me? Oh, yes. Yes, because there's the third story from the poll.
1: Okay, all right. Well, I want to play a quick game then before we go. Right. Okay, so Fraser, I would mm-hmm. like for you, please, to... And don't think about it. Think of a number between 1 and 26. Go. 24. Oh, bugger it. They've all been done. Think of another one. (laughs) Think of another number between 1 and 26. Nine. Oh, there's a lot bigger there. So, so a number between 1 and 5? Three. The Sea Devils. Wow, that's an interesting choice. Okay. Right. Oh, no.
2: <laughs>
1: do you really hate I thought that? We were
0: doing. I thought we were doing the impossible planet and the Satan pit.
2: That's why I thought we were going with this.
1: Hey, guys, why don't we do the impossible planet and the Satan
2: pit next?
1: yes i'd like to do that one
2: <laughs> okay. we haven't done a tenant have we we haven't done an rtd no, so we, we oh. haven't and you know what that is a very very good
1: that's a... that I a mean, it's yeah. a very good one it's a good rose Ooh, episode, so a good doctor episode oh yeah he's very pretty isn't he mm-hmm. hang on is that the... <laughs> is that the guy who runs the base no i'm thinking of the guy who gets possessed oh no the guy who runs the base is well hot And there's loads of women in it for you, Fraser. I don't know why you're rolling your eyes, honestly. Does I have to talk about Rose now? (laughs) Nice things about Rose. She's terrific in that. What are you talking about? We could get a mortgage. (laughs) 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 We always go back in the TARDIS. (laughs) I'd rather have Rose talking about a mortgage than Amy Pond trying to fuck him. All right. What do you think Rose is trying to do in series two? Well, it's less blatant, isn't it? I'm We're not
2: going to get married. We'll settle down.
1: Oh, Choose
0: goodness. some carpets. Okay,
1: this could be fun. This could be a lot of fun. <laughs> That's-